Yanmark trying to get it towards the empty net. He dives. He scores. Hat trick. Game seven. Yanmark. Live from the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios and live at LVSportsNetwork.com. And he comes, fakes. He scores. Mark Stone, shorthanded goal. Took the goal off its pegs, lost his stick, but more room to pump his fist. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Your destination for inside access with the team, exclusive player interviews, and breaking news from around the National Hockey League. Here are your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Bring up today with what's happening on the ice early games in the National Hockey League in just a little bit. I also want to make sure that you are aware of what happened today at practice and the updates regarding Mark Stone and Nick Waugh, who uh, have both been out of the lineup or unavailable uh, from practice and not in regular uniforms uh, as of late. We've got that story straight ahead. As uh, Ryan Wallace, Darren Millard, and Chris Chapman bring the VGK Insider Show. Five days between games, an unofficial bye week for the Vegas Golden Knights, and it came at a perfect time given the injuries, a chance to sort some things out, get some practice time in with the new-look lines, and then get back into action against the St. Louis Blues, Edmonton Oilers, and the New York Islanders, a three-game homestand that starts tomorrow night, continues Friday night at T-Mobile Arena, and then Sunday against the New York Islanders, who play their first 13 games on the road awaiting completion of their new arena, UBS, out in uh, suburban New York. What, what, is, what Queens? does UBS stand for? Uh, for them, it's uh, UB Screwed. 13 yep, games. Yeah, uh, 13 games on the road. That's a tough one to fall. And Seattle Kraken play their first five games on the road. Must feel like mm-hmm. 12 with what they've gone through so far this season. Playing tough, getting rough, and they have one win and one other as they play their final game of that five-game road trip uh, tonight. And it's uh, it's not going well in New Jersey. So a difficult start for the Seattle Kraken. Compare that to the Vegas Golden Knights of 2017. But the update, before we get into some teams off to uh, good starts, some teams off to uh, uh, surprising starts, is the latest from VGK land. And Mark Stone won't be in the lineup tomorrow night, but there's some good news there, Ryan. Yeah, Mark Stone labeled as somewhere between day-to-day and week-to-week and non-surgical. So uh, the update to the doctor yesterday, non-surgical. It's not going to look like Mark Stone's going to require surgery. So we're looking at a time frame, and as we kind of talked through it in the first in the first hour of the show, of maybe somewhere in the 10 to 14 day range. And and that is us parsing through Pete DeBoer's words and trying to come up with a working timeline of when we might expect uh, maybe a different or further update on Mark Stone. No, it's an algorithm. We take between day to day and week to week, we put it into the VGK Insider computer and it spits out a timeline for us. And that timeline is between 10 and 14 days. Could be more, could be less, but that's uh, that's what our computer now our computers from 1974. So keep it's that old. keep that in mind. And it occupies like the west wing of the Lotus Broadcasting setup. Like it's <laughs> it's a block and a half long, uh, but still uh, we do get an algorithm for everybody. Uh, Peyton Krebs and Jake Lasician were recalled. They were on the ice uh, participating in practice today. And Nick Waugh, who we hadn't seen for a while. And then skated yesterday in a red non-contact jersey and looked really good. Did all the drills, but was wearing that uh, a don't uh, don't touch them 
because he's still not cleared for full contact uh, sweater. Today, he was in a regular practice jersey and was skating on a line with Jenny Dodonov and Chandler Stevenson. Yeah, and that's an interesting line. I think from from a configuration standpoint, now we know the speed that Chandler Stevenson brings to the table. We know the shot that Evgeny Dodonov has, and there's hockey skills and hockey IQ and, and more offensive upside in Nick Waugh's game than, than I think a lot of people really expect. So um, you put it all together, I think that, it, it has the potential to work. And, you know, there have been times where we've talked about Nick Waugh, his ability to turn defense into offense. And another player that comes to mind that does that really, really well is Mark Stone. I don't think Nick Waugh is Mark Stone, but a little essence of that game is there in Nick Waugh. And we've seen that work with Chandler Stevenson. Maybe you're able to find more chemistry in that, in that vein. I've told you before, Mark Stone really appreciates Nick Waugh's uh, ability to take pucks away. And there's some similarities yeah. in there, and you're right on the money uh, with that. So there's the latest on the the VGK who hook up with the St. Louis Blues tomorrow night. Uh, we have uh, several VGK listeners are going to that game. Thank to, thanks to the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. And uh, we have more tickets to give away, and we will do that at the end of this segment. Okay, Chapman? So don't wave to me when I go to break. Wave to me before I go to break. <laughs> Deal? Deal. Thank you. Uh, we have uh, a couple of tickets for the Oilers game on Friday night uh, that we will give away uh, at some point during this program, likely at the end of this segment, unless I screw it up one more time. Uh, we have some uh, interesting results coming out of the early part of this National Hockey League season. Yesterday I gave you four teams that, despite being early, can go into full-fledged panic mode. Let's go around the divisions now and tell you who might be off to starts that we didn't expect. And, uh, Ryan, you can take it with the Pacific. Yeah, I mean, I think the most surprising team to me right now through the first week and weekend of the of the season is in the Pacific Division, the Anaheim Ducks, right? It's it's a team that is 2-1-0. They've got four points, and y- you look at kind of where the the engine is coming from and it's it's a lot of of young talent mason mctavish jamie drysdale trevor zegris those players are are really kind of leading the charge and then you know john gibson very good and and anthony stolars like or alex daylock really good like there are players that are showing up early for anaheim and the fact that they are second in the division behind the edmonton oilers even though we're only three to four games into the season, is surprising to me. Um, and I just think that they've been more fun to watch. And and I'm not sure if that's by design or just you got a little bit of youth coming into the lineup and they're playing free, but they've become interesting in how they how they generate their scoring chances. Started with a victory uh, against the Winnipeg Jets, beat the Calgary Flames last night, a game that involved one of the weirdest plays I've ever seen. Just when you think that uh, that nothing can really surprise you in this game, uh, a player does something that you go, okay, why would you do that? And secondly, I didn't even know there was a rule for that. Uh, I'll bring you up to date on, on that situation in one-timers. But the Ducks uh, have victories over... The Flames and the Jets, and after three games, they could very well be 3-0. and they, The game that they lost 
they dropped mm-hmm. with less than 10 seconds to go against the Minnesota yeah. Wilds, and uh, Stoolers was awesome in, in that game. So, uh, yeah, the, the Anaheim Ducks uh, are, are are closer to being 3-0 and than they would be uh, to being uh, under 500 to, to start. What about in the Central Division? The Central Division, it's going to be the Golden Knights' next opponents, the St. Louis Blues. They're 2-0, and which I think is surprising for me for a number of different reasons. The first being that St. Louis, over the last couple of years, has been a team that started slow. They've been kind of an anomaly. They'll win a game, they'll lose a game. They haven't really been able to, to, to course correct game to game. Now, they've been shaky within games, but they've done enough to find those wins. I didn't expect them to to kind of be this offensively potent out of the gate, but the fact that they are is is not a really good sign for the rest of the Central Division because if they have the goal scoring, I think there's enough there with Jordan Binnington that this could be a very dangerous team the rest of the year. Uh, St. Louis was excellent on opening night against the Colorado Avalanche, and last night flexed their muscle. Jordan Cairo. Jordan Cairo, who was a great yep. story last year in the early mm-hmm. going, awesome last night. But uh, they won't have Pavel Buchnevich in the lineup. Let's go to our player safety correspondent, Chris Chapman, with the update on Pavel Buchnevich. All right. Well, it just came down that Pavel Buchnevich has been suspended two games for headbutting Coyotes forward Lawson Kraus. That's a report from our player safety department correspondent, Chris Chapman, Pavel Buchnevich suspended two games, will not be in the lineup against the Vegas Golden Knights. In the Atlantic Division, surprising team to start? So the Atlantic Division has two, and I I think it's important that we take a look at both of these teams, the Buffalo Sabres, the Ottawa Senators. Buffalo 2-0-0 so far on the year they're playing tonight. Ottawa 2-1-0. Uh, two teams that I didn't expect three games in to be ahead of the Tampa Bay Lightning or the Boston Bruins, uh, but here they are. Now, do I think it's going to to last for Buffalo specifically? Probably not. Uh, do I think that it could have some type of impact on Ottawa? Maybe. I, I think that that's kind of a team that's closer to, to wanting to stick around the middle of the pack and, and push for a playoff spot, but you know, you can't when you look at the off season for the Buffalo Sabres and all the turmoil and everything surrounding Jack Eichel, the fact that they get off to a 2-0 and start and give their fans something to feel good about, I think is a very, very intriguing and interesting story. How long you can hold on to that, hmm. I don't know. But let's highlight the Buffalo Sabres for at least a moment. Is here. this the best it's been in Buffalo in five years? Easily. Easily. Eight years? <laughs> How far back is a 2-0 start that it's the best moment uh, in the franchise? I, I mean, listen, you can probably you could probably rest easy knowing that this is the best start since the last time the Sabres were in the playoffs. Did you, uh, did you see any of the action in Buffalo? Like their last game, and admit, they, they beat Arizona. That's, <laughs> hey, you can only beat the team you're up against. Yeah. So that's that's logical. But did you see any the action where you where you take in some of the uh, environment in and around the arena? I attendance? I'll be honest with you. I'll be honest with you. I there are, are a lot of other things I feel like I'd rather do than watch a Buffalo Sabres hockey game. Seventy eight hundred people in the building. There it is. Well, those seventy eight hundred people are really really happy right now, Darren. Except compare that 
<laughs> Compare that to the to the to the Florida Panthers. Like they didn't have many people in their building. Either. I, I was surprised at that. They had twelve. 12,000 uh, yeah. in their building the other night against the New York Islanders. All right, so you, you mentioned the New York, uh, the Buffalo Sabres. Uh, anybody else from that division? Yeah, it was Ottawa. I, I think Ottawa's interesting. 2-1-0 uh, and to start the year. I, again, the the signing of Brady Kachuk. Your you bar was really low the, on them, eh? They, one game well, above 500, you're like, ah, they've, they're off to a great start. They're ahead. They're, they're right now technically ahead of Tampa Bay in the standings. And any time Ottawa can look at the standings, like if you're Pierre Dorian and Pierre Maguire, and you can look to the standings and say, there have been games played, games have been played, and we are ahead of Tampa, I'm going to take that as a win. And you know they will. So um, unparalleled success, here they come. And taking all the credit, too. Oh, 100%. Told one more you we'd other, be great. Sure, but uh, hey, one more division, you know, whatever. the Metro. So this might not be a surprise to you, but it is a surprise to me. The Pittsburgh Penguins 2-0-1 without Evgeny Malkin, without Sidney Crosby, with Jeff Carter as your top-line center in 2021. The Pittsburgh Penguins just kind of find a way to win hockey games. Um, It doesn't do well for my hot take of Sidney Crosby winning the Hart Trophy because I feel like Pittsburgh had to go 0-3 or Mm 0-5 in his absence. But you know what? Credit where credit's due. The Penguins. I think you're wrong on this year one. Well, I think you're wrong on this one. Columbus. I'm not. Columbus going two and zero out of the gate. That's yeah. that's way more of a surprise. And yes, Chris. And even more with the Columbus Blue Jackets, they've only allowed three goals now through two and one third games, which is very impressive. That, that to me is the least surprising thing of Columbus. Columbus is always going to defend well, and I think Elvis, Elvis Merzlikens is, is phenomenal. So like, I'm not surprised that they're not allowing much. I think the surprise for Columbus is that they're scoring goals. Max yes. Domi's out uh, two to four weeks. I'll give you more information on uh, the Columbus Blue Jackets coming up in, in one-timers. You, you forgot about Columbus, didn't you? Like, admit it. You just completely yeah, forgot about Columbus for sure. and, and 100%. Pittsburgh Penguins. Because over overlooking Columbus and their Two wins in two starts is a gross miscarriage of hockey justice. I mean, okay. But I also highlighted the fact that I might be wrong about the Penguins, and you might be right about the Penguins, so you should lean into that, Darren. The uh, scoring that's going on right now, <laughs> that's where that's where we're having some fun. Like Patrick Laine is scoring, uh, the, the Pittsburgh Penguins being able to score – uh, the, the the teams that normally you would think would have trouble putting the puck in the net, they're not mm-hmm. having any issue at all. You, you're, you're not wrong. And, and, you know, when you kind of look at the Islanders, which I think is funny, and I know we're not talking about bad, like bad teams off the gate or, or off the start and, you know, feel how you want about the Islanders. The Islanders allowing 11 goals against in two games is shocking to me. It's shocking to me. Again, they're a team that uh, right now I think is feeling it because of their schedule. You yeah. you you get buried, and that – I don't know what's going to happen in by the time that they get back. And the, uh, the first 13 games on the road, 14 if you count the first game at, at the new arena, which they've never played at before, uh, if you – if you get back there and you have anything less than five wins after the first 14 games, 
you're in trouble. Yeah, and and then the Penguins, 15 goals. 15 goals in three games for the Pittsburgh Penguins, five goals averaged per game. I, I find that fascinating without your two main offensive threats. I, I You can say that I overlooked the, the Blue Jackets. That's totally fine. I, I'll admit that. But if you're telling me that without Malkin and Crosby, the Penguins are scoring five goals a game, I, I don't think anyone had that coming into the year. Pittsburgh, Buffalo, St. Louis, and Anaheim. Which of the four teams can keep it going? Man. Um, and which team has know, no I, chance? Well, the Buffalo Sabres have no chance. Okay. They have no chance. And and I I I, I don't want to lump Ottawa into no chance, but I think that, that Ottawa is probably eliminated from that contention. Um I, I don't want to be I don't want to I don't want to say this because it makes me wrong about so many other things, but probably the Pittsburgh Penguins because yeah, they're gonna get help, right? Like they're gonna get back they're going yeah. to get Crosby back, they're going to get I would imagine Malkin back at some point this year. I would imagine this is a team that will probably be able to navigate these waters, of course, because I picked against them, and they'll be able to keep it going. Bring in Chris Chapman. I'm going to throw one more surprise team in here. They are mm. well on their way to being 2-0 and as they are absolutely demolishing the Montreal Canadiens, but I would not have pegged San Jose to be 2-0 and to start the season. Tough game against Winnipeg. To open the season, they handle that. Then they have to travel to the East Coast early start, and they're handling their business tonight for nothing up on the uh, Canadians. Chapman, everyone's beating the Canadians. No, but I mean, you would think at some point they're they're going to win a game, even by bad luck. You would think that. You would think. <laughs> I that. hope they go zero and eighty-two. That would be great. <laughs> I would love to say that Chapman is like onto something here, mm-hmm. except Winnipeg's the winless in two games. And Montreal's yep. winless in three games. Okay. So, but, so the yep. teams that you, they, they've played. Hold on. <laughs> this is not opinion. This is a fact. <laughs> the two teams they have played and are about to go 2-0 and against don't have a win in five games. Yes. However, when the schedule came out, would you have said, oh, the Sharks, they're going to be 2-0 and after two games? I only deal in certainties in the present time. I don't deal in high So, so that's a no. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm sorry, Chris. Only only a Sith deals in absolutes. Ex- ex- exactly uh, about that. Um, I don't think he knows what you're talking about. A Sith is some Star Wars thing. Some Star Wars thing. I and and I only really pay attention to the real Star Wars movies, not the like goofy stuff. Darth Vader was a Sith. I know, but I don't get into all that. Like I, the the first three one, which are really the middle three, and I'm getting. Mm-hmm completely uh, off offline here. We're going to get into our one-timers in just a little bit. Uh, some some things uh, that are happening around the National Hockey League, including coaches snapping on their players early. Uh, we'll bring you up to date on that as we continue. But how about a couple of tickets to give away for the Edmonton Oilers Vegas Golden Knights Friday night at T-Mobile Arena? Ryan, which caller should we take? Ooh, we're going to go caller number 20 because Chandler Stevenson mm. is going to have a big game tomorrow night. Caller number 20. Chandler Stevenson's uh, been the motivation for a couple of different uh, giveaways on the VGK Insider Show. So that bodes well for Chandler Stevenson lighting it up against the St. Louis Blues. Be caller number 20 to 702 876 
1340 right now. Chapman will run through the uh, the callers, and if you are caller number 20, we will send you to Friday night's VGK game against the St. Louis Blues. One-timers coming up next on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Brought to the near wing. Big shot, he scores! It's time for one-timers. Quick looks at some of the biggest stories of the day. And it's a tie hockey game. On the VGK Insider Show. Just going to start there. Uh, you don't generally lead with the Columbus Blue Jackets, but I'm going to uh, for this demonstration. Max Domi out two to four weeks. Uh, what does that mean to the Columbus Blue Jackets? He's, he's their leading point producer right now. Max Domi's got something to prove uh, coming into this season. And there was a, a lot of talk about where his career was going, uh, whether or not he could recover. But it's been an impressive start uh, for Max Domi. And if he can figure it out, Patrick Laine has uh, three points and a gorgeous goal. Columbus might be one of those work-hard teams that surprise you. And they might be better under that identity than they were in past iterations of the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets. Again, when it comes to Columbus... If you have the identity that you're going to be solid defensively, if you have the identity that you've got a great goaltender, which I believe they do, um, you just need your offensive guys to find pockets to impact the game. And um, if it's a bounce back year for Patrick Laine, that's a positive for the Columbus Blue Jackets, and they'll probably do what Columbus tends to do, and that's stick around. That all being said, uh, it is a bummer for <clears throat> Max Domi because, as you mentioned, good start to the year. You're you're kind of rooting for the player, right? And unfortunately, uh, injuries will get the better of everybody. Uh, he's out two to four weeks. Uh, could be longer for Nikita Kucherov. One of the uh, lines that came out of today's availability with uh, head coach John Cooper is pretty good line, actually. And in a disappointing situation, but he said, I don't expect Cooch. What, he missed 56 games last year? That was the whole controversy last year, right? <laughs> that he missed the entire season and then came back for, for the for the playoffs. So I, I take that comment from from John Cooper as just a little flex uh, to, to the yeah. media and all the people that were upset that Kucherov went back. Anyway, he says uh, that's not happening this time, uh, meaning uh, 56 games. But it's, uh, it's a huge part of the, their team, and it's not good for him. He wants to play. It's not a day-to-day thing, but we'll wait till they get an official word. It's uh, it's going to be longer, though. Uh, not three months, but not not certainly short-term. So probably somewhere between week-to-week and month-to-month. Yeah, but but the problem is Pete DeBoer already had that one. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm just saying, like, mm-hmm. we, we have an algorithm for these things. We can probably figure out exactly. Can you throw the Kucherov? Exactly. Uh, line from Injury John Cooper the computer. and then th- yep. so Chapman throw the John Cooper line about what he missed 56 games last year that's not happening this time can you put that into our VGK insider computer and see what the algorithm spits out sure thanks he's this, looking this at me like require like, some math yeah he's, yeah he's looking at me like we actually have the computer well no we I do we I'll, do have the computer yes. you don't have the key no you no. don't have the key to the room it's it's down <sighs> They, they locked me out. Unbelievable. Yeah. You know what it is? I left my, my chocolate fingers all over the keyboard no. from eating Milky Ways. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Ch- uh, Chapman. 
Just go into my office. There's a key on the desk, and that key will open a box. And in that box, you will find another key that's actually a password for the computer. You have more keys in your office? I know. It's like a locksmith in there. It it. It does. It does have that feel, and that has a lot to do with my other job at the radio station. Like, what do all those keys do, though? There's like 300 of them. Yeah, and vehicles, none of them are on a key uh, ring. They're all just sitting on no. your desk. Yes. Yep. By the way, I'm using your office a little bit. No, I noticed. <laughs> it's all right. Uh, Evander Kane. I get it. We told you suspended 21 games. There's uh, a report uh, out of uh, San Jose. Well. Technically, it's out of Montreal tonight because they're playing the the Canadians. That uh, that the, the players are like, okay, we're good. We'll uh, we'll battle through this, and we're okay. And there's an insinuation that they'd be just fine if Evander Kane didn't come back. Surprised at that? I I think that that's exactly the mindset they should have. Um, listen. You you know what Evander Kane brings to the table on the ice. You know how talented he is as a player, but you also look at some of the decisions and what it's meant to or meant for and what it's done to his teams. I can understand just focusing on what's in the room right now and going out there and playing and getting results. Like if you're, you know, if you're Doug Wilson looking at that and kind of getting that insinuation from your players. And they go out and they have a fantastic 21-game stretch without Evander Kane. I think it raises some serious questions about what happens beyond Game 21 for the Sharks and Evander. Uh, the write-up that uh, I was perusing earlier said that some players were disappointed that he didn't take more ownership of the situation when he sure. sat down with Linda Cohn. I don't know whether that's fair or not, but the uh, idea is that uh, when we heard about this at the end of last year, that a lot of the exit interviews were players that were frustrated with uh, Evander's uh, uh, behavior, and they would sooner part ways. Now, the problem is he's got, what, three years left on the, the, the contract that pays big money. You, you can't get you're, – you're not buying that thing out right now. No. No, but, I mean, I you gotta you got to imagine that there's there's the potential to, to make a trade, right? Like – you, you might not get anything back for it, but if it's addition by subtraction, simply because your players are proving to you that that's the case, you got to try to do something. That's the story with the San Jose Sharks. Winnipeg Jets, uh, Blake Wheeler not playing uh, against the Minnesota Wild tonight because of COVID-19 protocol. Uh, big loss, huge loss. So he's, he's just right up there with like a Mark Stone or Max Pacioretty in being the guy that uh, that makes the wheel turn in and around the, that offense. So that's going to be another challenge for the Winnipeg Jets. Yeah, it's it's not ideal. Uh, and again, it's it's a team that I think a lot of people expected going into this year to be one of the better teams in the Central. Maybe a team that would push the 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 Colorado Avalanche a little bit and there's some early season adversity being being met and being faced by the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, you start the year off without Mark Shifley. Now you're you're missing Blake Wheeler and you're you're not playing good hockey. So um, certainly some stuff to work through for Winnipeg, but I I'm not writing them off. I don't think they're in trouble. I think they'll be able to figure it out.
Uh, some disappointing news, and we send our best to uh, the family of uh, Mike Bossy uh, because uh, he is stepping away from his TV duties with TVS Sports uh, in Quebec, and he's going to uh, wage and put all his energy into fighting a diagnosis of lung cancer for the 64-year-old Hockey Hall of Famer and four-time Stanley Cup champion. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's it, it's it's something that takes everything out of you, and and I I just I hope nothing but the best for for Mike and in his battle, and that he's able to to come through on the other side for sure. Uh, Mike Bossy, one of the best pure goal scorers, he would be in the top five of of that category uh, in yeah. National Hockey League history. The way he just found the net, almost I don't know what his shooting percentage would have sorted out to be. Uh, but mm-hmm. boy, he just he just found it uh, as as a winger with the New York Islanders, and then had his career cut short uh, because of the back. But uh, man, uh, amazing! And uh, 64 years old, uh, wishing him the best of luck. I actually, ran into him a couple of years ago at a uh, charity event in Prince Edward Island. Just a cool dude. He and Clark Gillies were there, two of the members of the New York Islanders, and the- and Clark Gillies was a guy that I mm-hmm. just feared and didn't really like back in the day because I was a more of a flyer fan uh, than, yeah. than a New York Islander fan. And they beat the flyers in the, uh, the 1980 Stanley cup final. And then you get uh, around him and you're like, Clark Gillies is a really cool dude. Hmm. He, you know, when you look at, when you look at Mike Bossy and you, you wanted to know shooting percentage, I got you uh, over the course of his career, 21.2%. Really? 21.2%. For his career? Career, yeah. 10 years, 21.2% shooting percentage. It's ridiculous. And, and like, as, as, like, astronomically ridiculous as that is, Mike Bossy, 10 years in the NHL, nine of his 10 seasons were were 50-goal seasons. Like, yeah. so consistent, so automatic. The last year that he played his age 30 season – was the only season he did not score 50 goals. He scored 38. I just want to give you some some comparison here. Last season, <laughs> Mark Stone scored 21 goals and yeah. was like wonderfully effective and had one of yeah. those great career years. His shooting percentage last year was 21.4, and he was on mm-hmm. fire. Yeah. Uh, his, his career best before that was 19.3 when he scored 28 goals. Mm-hmm. And and now we're talking Mike Bossy was what for his career? 21.2% for his career. Oh. I just Ladies and gentlemen, it may not sound like much, but that's <laughs> mind-blowing to me. Yes, Chapman. Also would like to point out Mike Bossy that is the record, nine 50-goal seasons. He's tied with Wayne Gretzky. He's also tied with Wayne Gretzky with five 60-goal seasons. It's a good company for Wayne Gretzky, I think, to be in. See, Gretzky changed in the middle of his career. Bossy never really had that opportunity because his career was cut short. Yeah. I, I still see him as the trigger guy uh, with Trache and, and on that line. But do you... Do you want Gretzky's career shooting percentage? Sure. 17.6. Wow. That's the the greatest of all time right there. 17.6 mm-hmm. and most points and most goals. Huh. 
Yeah. Bossy should have shot more. <laughs> with, 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 with that kind of shooting percentage. Uh, yes, Chapman. Also like to point out, Mike Bossy is the leader in all-time goals per game average with .762 ahead of Mario Lemieux, who's .754. Say that again. Uh, his goals per game average Goals per is game what? average, .762. So 70, what is that? Well, almost, almost a point a game. Three-quarters of a point a game. Point or goal? Goal, what? I'm sorry. Goal per game, yeah. Okay, if you're going to like go do a deep dive on the yeah, Wikipedia page, you've got to have it right. Yeah. So, so he was three-quarters of a goal a game. Yes. And Lemieux yeah. was right there with him at .754. So very, very wow. close, but bossy the leader. And Lemieux didn't have that like the overwhelming drive at the start, and then he found it, and Bossy's yeah. career was cut short. Imagine if you put everything together with those two guys. Yeah. I mean, you're talking about two of the two of the greatest. And surprisingly sure. in, in Bossy and, and Lemieux. Surprisingly, Wayne Gretzky not in the top five. Of shooting percentage? Of goals per game percentage. Who, who's who's that? It's Bossy, Lemieux, Cy Denny, Babe, Babe Die, Pavel Bure, <laughs> okay, Alex you, Ovechkin, number six. Does De, do they say when Die and Denny play? I'm guessing a very, very, very long time ago. <laughs> you don't walk around today meeting guys named Babe. Just can, we, can we take those two out and then make our own top, modern day top five? Okay, so. So you've got Bossy, Bossy Lemieux, Lemieux, Ovechkin, Bure. Pavel Bure, okay, Ovechkin, Wayne Gretzky, then oh, so Gretzky's top five. Well, yeah, if, if you we take kick out, out Babe yeah. and uh, and Cy, and then check this out. So, right after Wayne Gretzky, son father combination, Brett and Bobby Hull. Hmm. Makes sense. It does, based on how many goals they scored. Yep. You say son father? Yeah, because Brett is ahead of Bobby. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I just. When you said son father, I thought that would sounded a little bit. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, if, if, if no, but there was a reason for it. Yes, there was a reason yes. for it, so if, I'm not I'm not going to bug you about it. <laughs> you can tell he, he he found the uh, the Wikipedia page though. No, no. Oh, hockey yeah, reference, sure. hockey reference. Anything going on in Jack Eichel? <laughs> uh, no, not really. Uh, his agents continue to work uh, with teams. And talking about the disc replacement surgery, I just feel like we should keep you up to date on this, even though there's not a lot going on. Uh, it's it's one of the bigger stories of players around the National Hockey League, and he's going to change teams. So when that's going to happen, we talked yesterday about uh, he has to be playing or have to be acquired by a team by the start of November to really give yourself uh, give the opportunity to to play in a in this season. Um, it, there's there's not a lot brewing. Darren Dreger had a report out today that uh, that while there's some back chat, ch- chatting going on, hmm. he doesn't get the sense that anything is really imminently close to happening. I, I just like I don't know the avenue to making the deal happen. Like, you know, I I, I ran through a number of reasons why the Golden Knights really aren't going to make that trade or, or why it doesn't make a lot of sense and, and, and the pieces that need to go back. Like I'm looking at other teams and I just, at this point in the season, I'm not sure that, that there are avenues that you can take to make these, this deal happen. I just, I, I don't see it. And I, it pains me to say that because I just want it to be done, but I don't think it's going to be. Uh, Dylan Strom again, 
available from the Chicago Blackhawks and also getting an indication. Leo Komarov, uh, Uncle Leo, was uh, put on waivers by the New York Islanders. I have a, I have a question for you guys. Okay. You guys ever, like, remove a stump or anything like that? From Yeah, I've, I've actually, well, yes. I haven't physically yeah. done it, but I've had it one removed from my house, yes. Well, I was more yes, meaning, I've... like, have you actually done it? Well, no, I, I don't I've do any hands-on stuff. You've done it? Yeah. How, like, what's the yeah, secret? I was over at uh, the local hardware shop. I now own a pickaxe, an uh-huh. axe, a yeah. hatchet, and one of uh-huh. those small axes. Yeah. Plus, plus <laughs> a couple of saws and shovels. Yeah. And I'm still, like, I feel like I'm only halfway done from this thing. And it's yeah. not even a big tree. No. Good How luck. Do you get, like... What's the what's the secret? Give me give me some some homeschool knowledge here. Don't stop hacking. Like where around seriously, it? or or like just cutting the the actual stump down. Well, I mean, you got to cut the stump down, but like you you got to hack around. Like you got to get the roots, buddy. Like it it goes deep depending <sighs> on how big of a tree it is. Like it it goes deep, so you're gonna have to really dig in, literally. I'm in a Dig in. You know what's real frustrating place right now uh, with this. And, yeah. and the things about the size of Charlie Brown's Christmas tree, and I still can't get it out of the ground. And because the, my HOA said because the tree mm-hmm. died, I had to put another yeah. one in there. I tried just to mm-hmm. cut it down and leave it empty. <laughs> HOA didn't like leave that. It, leave it a stump. <laughs> yeah. HOAs tend to not like those things. Yeah. 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 So I, uh, I I tried that route and didn't didn't work. So I'm now I'm I'm just I'm stumped. But well, there you go. I wasn't even All trying done. for that, but I'm 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 yeah, frustrated. The best I'm part really frustrated. about this is I can just picture you walking into the hardware store and it's like one of those old cartoons where the dollar signs showed up in the eyes of the clerk at the dollar store when well, you I said I know what I'm doing. I'm 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 pretty handy. But with nah, the, with, the, with, the, with stump stuff, I'm I, I'm I, I I know your Canadian card has been pulled, so I'm going to guess you're not very handy. No, I'm good. I I yeah. I, I give myself pats on the back on on that one. <laughs> All right, uh, those are your one time. Yeah. What were you going to say there, uh, Wallace? No, just, you know, keep me posted. Let me know how it goes. Just got a text from I, my I wife. guarantee you it's the last time you'll do it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, guarantee. Yeah, I I, sh- yeah. I actually considered calling somebody in, but I made it like a, a personal <laughs> challenge to try and get rid of this thing. The new tree arrives tomorrow, so I have to get it done at some point tonight or tomorrow morning. Uh, that that's what I'm up against. Uh, one other update: My wife just sent me a text and said the music underneath this segment is annoying and distracting. So now you got to find new music. Yeah, I didn't. I wasn't the one who who picked the music out. It was the guy who actually did the imaging <laughs> for it. So I'm going to throw him under the bus. Did you really just do that? Yes, I did. Yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah. That's unbelievable. Listen, Passing I, I am buck. I am all about throwing whoever I can in front of the bus to save my hide. No, it's under the bus. It's not in front of the bus. I'll throw them in front of the bus and under the bus. <laughs> <laughs> Those are your one-timers oh uh, for this Tuesday, October season on Fox Sports Las Vegas. We're back to the Findlay Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Here's Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. St. Louis Blues up against the Vegas Golden Knights tomorrow night. T-Mobile Arena, we're on the air, 4-6. to VGK Insider Show from Section 104 on the flight deck. And then 6-7 uh, to seven is the pregame show with 
Ryan Wallace, uh, St. Louis Blues, off to a 2-0 start. They beat the Arizona Coyotes last night. So I'm watching the game, and St. Louis scores five straight goals to end the second period. Five goals in the second mm-hmm. period. In the middle of it, Arizona calls a uh, timeout, and Torney, he just gives it to a team. Now, he's been coaching in the National Hockey League for two games, and mm-hmm. he just rips into his team. And they've won the, one of the two games. Uh, and I'm surprised because it's early, and really your team's not that great. But he still lit into them. Said to the buddy that I was watching the game, like, it's a little early for that, but like, what's he doing? Like, he's not going to win over his players like that. New coach, never been in the National Hockey League. Fast forward, third period. St. Louis allows back-to-back goals to the uh, Coyotes who get back into it, trailing 6-4. Stanley Cup championship coach Craig Berube, timeout, lights up his players. Yep. Back-to-back timeouts in the same game with both coaches ripping into their players, and it's the first week of the season-ish. I was, yep. I was shocked. Uh, that's the sense of uh, urgency there is in the National Hockey League. But just I, I, it took me by surprise as we uh, slide over to Chris Chapman for catching up with Chapman. Okay, so yesterday on the show we talked about me maybe taking a class to to like learn how to skate. Uh, unfortunately, I found out today that there aren't offering any classes for a while at the uh, place I, I checked. However, I did found a place that is offering a teach you how to curl class and then you can join a league so where's that i'll tell you when we get off the air why can't you tell me well it's it's right up the street it's the las vegas ice center they're curling there yeah yeah and apparently they have a league wow so i'm thinking maybe i'll learn to curl and join a league since i can't learn to skate right now well you can go public skating and teach yourself how to skate well i'd rather learn from someone who knows what they're doing than try to teach myself i'll probably end up hurting myself so, so rather than learning to skate, you'd, you'd rather learn how to, to curl. curl. Listen, curling is cool, all right? No way and, and, hockey. And I think it's okay. a way for me to be able to get my access to Canada back because I'd probably meet some Canadian guys and I would have beers with them and tell them Millard has banned me from entering Canada and they would probably come down and beat you up. I found my curling shoes today when I was looking for my axe to, to go out the stump. And I was thinking, I wonder when I'm going to be able to use those next time. Now we've got some curling ice. Yeah. That's awesome. That's the best catching up with Chapman ever. It had nothing to do with anything, but outstanding. Uh, We're with you tomorrow. St. Louis Blues, Vegas Golden Knights. Chat then.